0: What's up? Welcome in the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Adam Hogue. Nicholas Moriano here. Will DeWitt will join us in a little bit. And a little bit of a somber mood here in our studios today. You know, we got our friends from DNVR here too. And, uh, you know, everybody's reacting to the Aaron Rodgers news. We can't figure out who's more bummed, the Denver folks or the Chicago folks?
2: You know, Adam, I think we just got to go us, the Bears fans (laughs) here, the Bears people, the city of Chicago. Like, the sun is out and, you know, shining here. But Aaron Rodgers is coming back. And as we all know all too well, Aaron Rodgers here in the NFC North usually means bad things for the Bears.
0: Yeah, we'll give uh, credit to Pat McAfee for uh, breaking the news course He's, like, the biggest source to Aaron Rodgers right now, or, yeah. you know, vice versa. Uh, but Pat McAfee breaking that news this morning. Aaron Rodgers coming back. I think they're still trying to figure out the contract details. I think we know a few things, Nick. Probably going to be the highest-paid p- player in the NFL. Probably going to lower that cap hit this year to keep Devontae Adams, uh, which is more bad news for the Bears. And... Um, I don't remember what the third thing was I was going to say, but it's uh, uh, it's bad for the Bears. Yeah, it's bad for the yeah, Bears, that. and that's
2: that's like the main thing here. And you know, I think a lot of Bears fans were pretty skeptical in the beginning, thinking like, "Oh, is Aaron Rodgers actually going to leave the NFC North?" I never was at that mindset that he actually would. It just seems so ingrained for Bears fans to know, like, "Hey, the Packers are always going to have their quarterbacks. The Bears are going to have to face them twice a year." And before we went live at him, it's like you can put you can put two losses on. On the the Bears uh, schedule, there whenever it comes out, but it is just uh, it dampers the the excitement a little bit for sure. Yeah, comments
0: pouring in here already. A lot of reaction from Bears fans. Uh, Mitchell saying, "I know there's a restructure, but this has to cripple their roster in other areas. Uh, plus, I'd much rather beat him on his way out. It'll be sweeter." Look, I I think there's. You can't keep kicking the can down the road in the NFL with these contracts without it eventually biting you. But my guess is they're going to restructure enough of this stuff where they're going to be able to field a team that is clearly the favorite in the NFC North again in 2022. We'll just have to see. Eventually, I think this thing will come crumbling down like it has to. Rodgers is eventually going to retire. These contracts are eventually going to hurt them a lot more than they probably are right now. But, you know, it's still bad news in the immediate for the Bears.
2: It is, and, like, this was a – they had a roster and a team that, you know, obviously underperformed, getting knocked out by the San Francisco 49ers. So they still have a lot of pieces in place. And anytime you can get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams back and seeing what they are capable of doing consistently every single year, yeah, this, is, this obviously means bad news for the Bears and the NFC North as a whole because, you know, had Rodgers had left, like, it would have been – You know, pretty wide open field. I mean, just looking at where the Vikings are at, very similar to what the Bears are, bringing a new GM, new head coach, and the Lions will be in the Lions at at this point right now. But, yeah, that's the thing with the Packers is that even with Rodgers, they have, for the most part, underperformed. I mean, the one Super Bowl, but they're going to run it back, and they're going to bring back, when you bring back Adams, I think it just puts them in a spot to succeed moving forward.
0: Saw a comment in here from Juan saying you still got to find a way to beat the Packers no matter what. Like and that it's true. But easier said than done. Yeah, right. And and I think the history of both Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers being in Green Bay, that's been a problem. Um other than the one little window they had with Lovey Smith, where I think they went seven and three against the Packers in a 10 game stretch. Other than that, like literally
2: the last thirty years, it's been totally one sided. Adam, as long as I've been alive, the Packers have <laughs> been dominating the Bears and the quarterbacks there in Green Bay have just been, you know, excellent. And, you know, just being a Bears fan growing up, it's like you're, you almost get used to it in a way, just knowing like, hey, the, the matchup in Green Bay most likely is not going to go the Bears' favor unless, you know, there's outliers. Like 2018, I was at that last home game that the Bears actually beat the Packers at home, and, you know, that was the outlier. But other than that, it's just been consistent dominance from that team.
0: Well, so let's talk about this. Then now you know as your opponent, your competition within the division. It's really no different now. So my mind immediately goes to the matchups and like, how do you fix this problem? Because I go back to that game at Lambeau field this year. Right. And they had no answer for Devonte Adams. They had Jalen Johnson. When Jalen Johnson was on Devonte Adams, they had an answer, but then Matt LaFleur, yep. Aaron Rogers, Devonte Adams, they made a nice adjustment. They moved him into the slot and Jalen Johnson couldn't go play the slot and then all of a sudden they were exposed so you still have to come up with the answer then in these two games that you have against Green Bay whether that's okay I hope Jalen Johnson is working this offseason to figure out how to move around but then again part of this defense that we know about with Matt Eberflus so much of it is based on having a nickel corner that you can rely on so Do they just go out and find the the slot corner that can shut down Devontae Adams, which sounds easier said than done? Or is Jalen Johnson trying to round out his game where he can become that corner that can follow the number one wide
2: receiver everywhere around the field? Yeah, and I think the big thing, too, is like with we were talking about this on the last podcast. It's how these other coaches can make these in-game adjustments. So Allen Williams is going to have a a hell of a a challenge here once – you know, when the Bears and Packers do play, that's bound to happen at some point. They saw what they can do in the second half or in that second quarter with that Green Bay game at Lambeau Field. So it's going to be up to, you know, whether or not this coaching staff wants Jalen Johnson to do that and how do you actually adjust once it happens because we saw that once Devontae Amp did go into more of that slot role was able to get away from Jalen Johnson, you know, he got some production and that game started to get away from the Bears even though they did play play a pretty good half of, of football there. Yeah, so... Here's the
0: question that seems to start with with Rodgers all the time now. Is he overrated? Like, and I think it depends on where you are, maybe in the country, and your answer. Like, it's hard. For, <laughs> although there definitely, because I hear it from friends of mine too that are Bears fans. There, there are subsections of mm-hmm. the Bears fan base that are like, "Well, this guy's only got one Super Bowl. Is he really that good?" I'm just like, how can you deny his dominance <laughs> against the team that you root for? Um, but I guess I could see, like, if you're if you're a fan in, like, I don't know, you know, the NAFC team, like Kansas, if you're just like a okay. Chiefs fan, yeah. you're like, yeah, this guy, you know, Aaron, Patrick Mahomes already has as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers, and he's been to more of them, right, like... I can see how you're like, oh, the guy's kind of overrated, but I don't know, man. It's hard for me to make any claims like that against Rodgers.
2: It is, but, you know, maybe, so if you're looking at just the NFC North, is he overrated? Absolutely not. He dominates the NFC North. When you look outside of that, maybe that's where that that conversation can be had because where his accolades outside of just winning the NFC North and obviously a four-time MVP, so obviously he's he's a very good player, but, yeah, I think you're always going to come back to, it's like, but how many Super Bowls did he win? He beat a Bears team that didn't have Jay Cutler to, to kind of get to that that Super Bowl and playing Pittsburgh there. So I think that's where the conversation can be had, whether or not Aaron Rodgers is, you know, quote unquote, overrated. But in terms of playing the NFC North, taking care of business there and getting that title every single year, it's like, yeah, I don't think there's any way to say he's overrated there.
0: Well, and there's no question he did not play well enough in that playoff game this mm-hmm. year against the 49ers, um, you know. The special teams were a disaster in that yep, game. Everybody yep. wanted to blame it on that. But, man, they had opportunities on offense to step up and win that game. Guys, uh, I just want to
3: hop in. The chat's going pretty wild about this, but I just wanted to
0: point out this one
3: from Rob's Firearm Safety where he says, Wouldn't it be perfect if Justin dethrones Aaron? It's my favorite.
0: Well, and I like some of the attitude here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of with Rodgers is there or not, like, you have to find a way to start beating the Packers. So, uh, and a lot of that goes back to the Bears' own quarterback situation. So, you know, I think somehow Bears fans try to stay as optimistic as possible, right? And, and we're, we're probably going to do a lot of that here on CHGO, but you got to have that optimistic look of like, okay, can Justin Fields take those next steps and you want to be positive about this? Like, okay, let's let's think for a couple of years about these matchups. We could have some fun games between Justin Fields and Aaron Rodgers. And if Fields starts to win a couple of those, you're starting to feel
2: a lot better about it. I think for Bears fans, it's something that they can hold their hat on, right? Like, hey, Justin Fields did beat Aaron Rodgers before he was able to leave out of Green Bay because had it been, you know, what Jordan Love and the Packers going forward and Bears maybe win a couple of those games... Packers fans could still say, "Well, you couldn't beat Rodgers, though." Mm-hmm. If it were to switch, and that's a big if, a huge if, Justin Fields, this Bears new under this new regime, if they can actually be competitive with the Packers, it's like, okay, you know, we we finally got it there at the end. Yes, you had dominated us for the past half decade and or more than that. Um, maybe that's what Bears fans kind of look towards with Justin Fields possibly dethroning. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah.
0: If you're I mean, if you're watching uh with us on YouTube right now, you can see Super Chat coming in from Bear Forever 14. I figured Rodgers would be back. Whatever, just beat him already. Stop letting him walk all over us. I it's like a good attitude. I like that. Hey, I hope that Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson and Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn are having that same attitude right now as they they check their phone and see the news coming in. Like you just got to take it personally and do something about
2: it. Especially with the comments, you know, last, last year at Soldier Field. Like, I, I know that maybe it was a heat of the moment for Roger, but still, the words were said, right? And for this defense, for this Bears team, it's like, where, when is this going to change? If, if it's going to change, like, we need to start with this new regime, this new mentality that this Bears team is hopefully embodying. But, yeah, I completely agree with Bear Forever 14. It, it's, it's time for him to stop walking all over the Bears.
0: All right, now I've been on this for over a year now, but I think this this gives us a clear answer that Jordan Love is not good. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um, There it
2: is. Is Jordan Love a waste of a pick?
0: Well, look, regardless of whether he's good or not, yes, he seems like a waste of a pick at this point. Like if you're – some of the early numbers that are coming out here, four-year deal for Rodgers. I don't know if he ends up playing four more years, but um, by making this contract extension now, you're – Talking about Rodgers playing another two years, and that takes you to the end of the rookie deal for Jordan Love, unless they're gonna, you know, pick up the fifth year option on a guy who's never played at the quarterback position, which seems very doubtful. The the bottom line here, especially when you consider their cap situation in Green Bay right now, if he was the next Aaron Rodgers or the next Brett Favre, they would be moving on right now. They'd be saying, "We got to get to our our young rookie stud here." because he's a lot cheaper, he's not going to cost so much. We'll have the cap space, and so that pretty much answers that question, right? Oh,
2: now. it absolutely does. Before we go, continue this conversation here, uh, Adam. We have a comment saying from Matt: "Love the U.S. Curling hoodie. Watch the Mixed Doubles National Championships all week." Yeah. Sweet, but well, that's uh,
0: it, and that's for my guy Matt. Uh, I know Matt Sherry there. Oh, um, nice. It, it, a great member of the Chicago Curling Club, which is why he's jumping in there, right? Right? There. I wore this for you, Nick, because you, <laughs> you're you the one who's like jumping on the curling bandwagon.
2: I think it sounds like a lot of fun to be completely honest. When I saw your, your tweet about it, I'm like, curling, okay, yeah, you know, get on ice and the stone and all that, all that comes with it. Like, I have no idea how it goes. But it just seems intriguing and fun.
0: We'll get you on the ice, I promise. We'll we'll get we'll get you out there and uh, and have. Can you I do join it too. <laughs> I'd bit. like to. I'd like to join in on the uh, curling. Lawrence, okay, Lawrence wants to join in. We'll too. get the whole CHGO Bears be podcast that. out.
3: Well, maybe we do the CHGO curling podcast at some point. Maybe in like three and
0: a half years. I'll do it in three and a half days. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say like last, for l- last night I'm streaming Canadian curling on my T V when I finally get the kids down. I mean, that's the life I live these days. I'm not ashamed of it. What,
2: what time is that at? Like when you're streaming. It starts that at, at seven thirty okay. or eight
0: thirty. You know, the kids go down. Medication. Nice glass of wine, watch some curling.
2: I like it. That sounds like a nice I, Monday. judge me, I don't <laughs> care. Like a nice Monday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice Monday evening. A shout out to Kevin Cooey for the most ridiculous angle raise I've ever seen.
2: I don't know. You don't know what that means,
0: but it doesn't matter. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Well, hey, this was the big news. Had to uh, start the show today, obviously, with this, with Aaron Rodgers coming back, and it does not surprise me at all. Bears got to deal with it. You got to rise to the occasion, and whether it's this year or the next year, do something about it. But we do have um, some Bears stuff that we wanted to get to that we already had planned to talk about in this show today. Um, and I like this, and and by the way, for those watching, feel free to jump in in the comments uh, with your opinion. But So we got some players that are pending free agents. Now, the Bears haven't re-signed any of these guys yet at this point. Um, so we want to like kind of pit them up against each other. If you can only pick between two of them, what would you do? Let's start with the big one, I think, here in our list that we were addressing. Um, and that is James Daniels versus Bilal Nichols. So you have two guys that are still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Two guys that um, I would say have been pretty solid. Nichols has probably outperformed his draft selection in the fifth round. James Daniels is kind of... You're probably hoping to get a little bit more out of him at this point as a second-round pick. If you can only re-sign one of those two, which one are you going with?
2: I think people in the chat who have followed me for for a while know exactly where I'm going with this. Gotta go with my guy James Daniels from Iowa. Obviously, me being from there as well. But I think biased I heard, is the word you're looking for. That is that is exactly what it is. <laughs> but I, I listened listening to Ryan um, polls at you know just in. Um, Indy.
0: By the way, I gotta call you out for something. Apologize for interrupting you, but when you asked James Daniels in the middle of the season about <laughs> Iowa being the number one team in the country,
2: they immediately lost. I felt, that was on you. Look, Adam Adam Johns actually stopped me in the hallway when we were at Sol, um, at Soldier Field. He's like, "You know, you just cost Iowa like their their season." I'm like, I know it's a lot to handle. You right had now, to get the Iowa question in. You, it, you know, you it forced it in there and you cost them their season. And Purdue just messed them up. But I mean, hold on, that's, that's, a whole, I,
0: that's
3: what Iowa does. Every yeah, season. They yeah. get to, so like, three or four or two, and then next thing you know, they lose to, like you said, Purdue, Purdue. or Northwestern is usually yeah. what the one. Don't yeah. say Northwestern like that. Say it like oh, right. they lose North, to Northwestern North because that counts.
2: I, I love going to the tailgates in, in Evanston when Iowa plays there. But um, with with James Daniels, when I was listening to Ryan Poles, he said something along the lines of there are certain old linemen that need to be pressed. My first yes. immediate yeah. reactions, like, who could that be that got, need to be pressed? I thought of James Daniels. I'm not really thinking maybe Larry Borum or Tevin Jenkins, them especially being their rookie season. I thought of James Daniels and what his maybe ceiling can be. Him fluctuating from position, what it seemed like every single season um, under the last regime, but just not having that consistency there. And then that 2020 season before the, the peck injury, like he was playing some really good football. So if I'm looking at trying to establish some continuity along this offensive line for Justin Fields moving forward, and not also creating another hole if you let him go, Yeah, man, I, I think James Daniels would be the guy here. But I see where the argument can be if you want to go with the ball Nichols, but continuity, establishing the line, and seeing that maybe Ryan Poles, if he is in fact talking about James Daniels and the potential that he has, I think it makes a lot of sense to re-sign him. So I'm looking at this like pretty simply, I think.
0: Both of these guys, I don't know that... I don't know that either one of them is a for sure thing, especially as you switch the offense up, you switch this defense up. Um, They both come with questions. And I just think Bilal Nichols is going to be cheaper. Yeah. You know, I think James Downs is going to get paid somewhere around $10 million a year, maybe a little bit less than that. Um, And I don't know that Bilal Nichols is going to be quite to that level. Um, I'm also starting to worry about the depth on the defensive line, which has been one of the Bears' strengths and really was most of the Ryan Pace era. Um, And you're already going to lose Akeem Hicks. Now, do I necessarily know if Bilal Nichols can be a great three technique? No. What I do know is he's moved around. Like, for him to jump in on the nose when Eddie Goldman wasn't there was very impressive. Um, So I think he's already proven to be a versatile defensive lineman. And... I would still say, can you go out and get a dominant three-tech, do that? But Bilal, you know, can play so many different spots for you on that D-line um, in a pinch. And so I just think to ensure you're not killing your defensive depth and you're spending less money than you probably are in James Daniels,
2: I would go with Bilal Nichols. You know what, I'm just kind of looking through the chat. I mean, you see Daniels, Nichols, Daniels, Nichols. So you're seeing, like a, again, a, a mix of both in, in the chat here, which I think is – um, maybe how the Bears are ultimately feeling at this point. Um, But when we talk about Bilal Nichols and just the importance of the three-tech, Allen Williams just said it. Matty has said it. It's like, I think they want to have a guy there that they can trust, that they know can be um, just a focal point in that defense, how it frees up the linebackers, can get penetration. So they think Bilal Nichols can be that guy and you can get him for cheaper at him. It could be the decision they make, but just kind of looking at the chat and look, our conversation could come down to money, but I think there are some question marks still when you look at both these players.
0: All right, let's keep it rolling here. We got a, a couple more for you that we'll debate here. I like this one, um, you know, as a special teams guy, of course, but you go in with safety to Sean Gibson or returner, Jakeem Grant, who did get involved in the offense a little bit in that Tariq Cohen role. I'm not necessarily sure that's a role. They're still going to rely on mm-hmm. with Luke Getz's offense. Cause that seemed very specific to what Matt Nagy wanted to do. Um, with that adjuster, as he called him. But Tashawn Gibson has been a solid player for yep. the Bears. I feel like he is a definition, though, of a replaceable safety. Like, somebody that you can find another guy to come in. And the Bears have actually been doing this for a while now. Like Deshaun yeah. Gibson was actually one of those guys. Yeah, right? like, exactly. You know, um, and, and honestly, the one they let it get, get away that they probably shouldn't was Adrian Amos. Mm-hmm. Um, he was probably the one guy that maybe should have paid and kept in there and you would have had, you know, him paired with Eddie Jackson. Um, but as much as Amos has made an impact in Green Bay, I don't know that it's necessarily been a huge hole for the Bears Um, And if it has, then that's probably another reason to not bring Gibson back. I just obviously talk about bias. I am special teams guy, and I just think returner, and if any town knows this, it should be Chicago, how important the returner position is.
2: um, I would bring Jakeem Grant back. I, I agree with you there, Adam, just because of the impact he had. And honestly, coming in when he signed with Chicago, I didn't know how much of an offensive impact he would have, but we were all there for the Green Bay game. And, yes, there was the return, the 97-yard touchdown, but there was also the deep 46-yard pass that he also caught in that game. So I think when you look at the two players, who can have more of an impact on a game and very sparingly? I think Ja'Keem Grant can do that. Like, Deshaun Gibson's not going to – I don't think he's going to win you any games. He's not going to lose you any games either. There were a couple of missed tackles that he did have this past season. But overall, like you said, he, he's been solid. And I think he can be replaced by – you know, whoever that next safety. Like, I wonder if a Dion Bush ever will get like that opportunity. I know I've been, I guess, a fan of him for a while now, but I think when you look at the two positions, who can have more of an impact on the twenty twenty two Bears? I'm really. I think I'm going to lean with Jakeem Grant there. Yeah, I think so. Um,
0: yeah, and Dion Bush is interesting because he's been on the team for so long. Was he going to, like year seven now? Drafted oh. in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I but he's never really had that opportunity. Never. There's usually yeah. a reason for that. Sure. Um, I think when he's come in, though, he's been solid. Um, but, uh, you know, he also has special teams value, so I think that's yeah. p- part of the equation. All right, last one we're going to do. Uh, Demir Bird versus Damian Williams. I'll just start by this. I wouldn't be surprised if both these guys are just gone. Yeah, <laughs> Typically, right? yes. Um I like Damian Williams. I like that signing last mm-hmm. year. Um, I think, you know... He, with a little bit more of an opportunity, you know, he's a solid depth guy at running back, but he's also seems to be a little bit specialized to the, uh, you know, like he was on the chiefs and he came to the Mm. bears. Like there's um, that Andy Reid Matt Nagy offense, you know, I don't, with the change in offense, I'm not sure that they're going to be as motivated to bring Damian Williams back and, you know, Demir Bird,
2: I don't think he got enough opportunity. Like, again, that whole entire offense offense. didn't really show a lot there. But, uh, Damian Williams, he does have the Ryan Poles connection coming from Kansas City. I don't know if that's that's any indication to, like, bring him back. And with Matt Eberflus talking about the emphasis of wanting to get that running game going and just having, you know, a multitude of running backs that can fit that role with Montgomery, Herbert, potentially Williams. Um, but Bird did show, again, in that same Green Bay game at Lambeau Field, did show, um, Big play potential again, didn't have enough opportunities, and then the two-point conversion, I remember that play against the Seahawks, like that was that was a hell of a catch that he made over, you know, a couple of guys there in the back of the end zone to win that game for the Bears. so but to be completely I don't know if I have a preference, like if I have to bring back Bird or Williams, um, like you, I think they can both be replaced. Yeah, probably. All right, well, that's
0: kind of fun to go through. Some of the guys, I, I don't know. I mean, here's, this is a big question is, is, we get into next week, you know, how many of these, they haven't jumped to re-sign anybody yet. Nope. And, um, it might be a thing where you let some of these guys hit the open market first, see what their value is, then maybe jump in there or just let them go depending on, um, you know, how it plays out. Not, that's not a surprising strategy for a new general manager. Yeah, I don't think. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll bring in Will Dewitt here momentarily, um, but first I need to tell you about PointsBet. The best way to support CG. CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up if you make a $50 or more first time deposit you'll receive a free CHGO membership which unlocks all of our web content and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker and if you have any questions you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com we'll help you out remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting they even have a new exclusive feature called the Live NBA same-game parlay, which is pretty sweet for the first time ever. You can build the live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. You can even boost your live same-game parlays, too. And now, online signup is available in Illinois. All you got to do, download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Use code, again, use the code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So really, what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
2: And I have to tell you about CHGO. As you see, this is a five-day-a-week podcast. Podcasts and live shows every team, every day. Post-game shows. Premium written content. You can go check out uh, Adam's work with his interview with Matt Eberflus up right now on CHGO. And, of course, there's dope merch for all the teams, so definitely check that out. And a free T-shirt when you become a member. And there's a member-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. So go check out all the great stuff, content, the shows that we have here at CHGO.
0: All right, we'll keep it rolling here on the CHGO Bears podcast as we bring in our guy, Will DeWitt. What's up, Will?
1: Hey, guys, how's it going?
0: You doing all right with the uh, Aaron Rodgers news? You hanging in there?
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, You guys, you know, were able to have a great conversation about it. Uh, I had a gut feeling this was going to be happening, you know, last offseason when, you know, the similar kind of conversations were happening. And, you know, Nick and I were guesting on different podcasts, and we always get asked the question, like, is Aaron Rodgers coming back? And I said, yeah, he is. And I was like, no, he's not going back to Green Bay. And I feel like we hear that every year. I know what it is at this point, Adam. Like we're always gonna kinda get our hopes up, but at, at the end of the day, he's gonna you know come back to the north. But yeah, I'm hanging in there.
0: Do people really call you Will the Thrill DeWitt?
1: <laughs> no. That's a great comment though. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> That's like <laughs> interesting. I like it. I
0: I think I might run with it. All right, so uh, we are going to move the conversation a little bit to free agents, and I think we're going to do a lot of that this week, actually. We'll kind of go position by position with uh, free agency launching next week. Um, Today we're going to keep some of the conversation going from yesterday at the wide receiver position because I think we all realize it's a big need for the Bears right now. It's a big need um, for Luke Getzey. Justin Fields, like they need playmakers on that offense if they're really going to get this thing going. I think I would be surprised if they don't address that position both in free agency and the draft at this point. Um, so let's dive in a little. And one, and the one news item too we need to bring up from this morning is it does seem like Chris Godwin mm-hmm. will be tagged um, or or perhaps re-signed in Tampa. So that's one guy off the board. But we wanted to talk about kind of who's our guy for the Bears to go after at the wide receiver position. Um, Will, why don't we start with you? Because I know you have somebody
1: that you'd like to target. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think all three of us know, like, it's slim pickings out there in the market right now at this position. Uh, And looking at it, uh, I like a Russell Gage from Atlanta. You know, he just turned 26. And when you watch him on film, he's a really good athlete. Uh, he's a really energetic and like competitive player. I think he's someone that can kind of help establish this culture uh, that the Bears are trying to establish in Howell's Hall and be a guy uh, that teammates rally around and really like playing with. Uh, he's a guy, when you see him, at least schematically, he's a guy who can split the defense down the middle of the field. He can take him over the top. He also can take a screen and get it for a good chunk of yards. He fights through tackles, isn't afraid to go up for that ball to the highest point, even over uh, the middle of the field. I just like watching you know, this guy play. And I think an area that he can help the Bears uh, would be his red zone uh, ability. You know, whether it's the 50-50 ball, whether it's an in-breaking route uh, where he's kind of posting up on a defender, uh, he can usually make uh, some damage down there. Uh, in the green area of the field he caught 60 percent of his targets in the red zone over the last two years with six touchdowns Uh, losing an Allen robinson uh, you're going to need to find more red zone targets for you know justin fields i don't know if cole commits that guy right now so i'm looking for you know a receiver uh, that can help him in this regard too and really when you look at you know russell gage uh, i think his ceiling could be a little bit higher with some good coaching like with a luke getsy he is a former sixth round pick he's probably someone although this market's weird for receivers that should be a second to third wave type of guy. Uh, Someone has that chip on their shoulder mentality that Pulse was talking to us about uh, down in Indianapolis. And, you know, guys, at the end of the day, uh, I think Russell Gage would be better than, you know, a Justin Gage here uh, in Chicago, if you want to go back, uh, you know, a decade plus in our Uh, history. I I would hope so. Uh, Yeah, I would (laughs) hope so.
2: Uh, Will, but, you know, that was a guy that I had on my list of potential free agents. It's someone that I think could be an impact and just provide depth for a wide receiver room that doesn't have much as of right now. So, you know, we usually think along the same lines here, Will. So I'm glad that that continues here on CHGO Bears. Um, a guy that I really like that I think just fits what Justin Fields kind of had it at Ohio State in terms of speed would be like a DJ Chark. And this is a guy, I mean, being 6'4 and being able to run 4'3, that's impressive in itself but I think it would give the Bears a, an X receiver that currently isn't on this roster. You have obviously Darnell Mooney playing that Z role, but with the DJ Shark and you look at the situation that was in Jacksonville you, with Urban Meyer and just everything that was going on there, I don't know if he had quite the the opportunity to make that impact. He also had a, an ankle injury that what limited last season to just four games. So this is a guy that I think does have a lot of potential still to do a, you know a lot of good things in this league and given that Justin Fields had so much speed at Ohio State with Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Man, Darnell Mooney, DJ Chark, having that speed element to that that offense, I think you can see some good things going on there. I don't know if he's going to demand, like, he's not going to be in that top free agent target in terms of money. He's probably, you know, below, well, maybe Allen Robinson would be in the tier below that, but even like a tier three guy, if you're really looking to add somebody that, again, provides depth, has big playability, but I think we just get a better opportunity here in Chicago. Well, you stole my guy. It was bound to happen at some point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You stole my guy. I was going to go DJ Chark too. I, I, you know, and my, my uh, logic on this is pretty simple. If, if a guy keeps popping up on NFL red zone on Sunday and they play for the Jaguars, Mm -hmm. they're probably pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. True. Um, and and he's been doing that now for a while, of course, coming off the injury. So, you know, you got to vet that you got to make sure, um, he's healthy. uh, The ankle injury this year, um, but really, with the quarterbacks he's played for, because he didn't really—I think he had four games this year with Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence he's didn't have a great up. season anyway. Um, so the, with the with the what he's been able to do, plus he's six four, he's a bigger guy. Um, I like that signing a lot. So with with him off the board, at least in this conversation, maybe this sounds crazy, but you know who my guy would be? Who would it be? It would be Allen Robinson. See, that's- it, it, it would be Allen Robinson because you look at this list. There's not a lot of guys that really stand out. Um, And now I don't expect this to happen. I think the bears are probably going to move on. I actually think Allen Robinson is more open to a return to Chicago than maybe people might think he is, but it's got to be at the right price and he's going to want to go out and get paid. And maybe this market, the more and more you look at it, maybe he does get that contract he's looking for. I don't think it'll be quite what he could have gotten last year or what the bears probably even offered him last year, but it all depends. But if he ends up in a situation, Will, where he's like, ah, i got to sign a one-year prove-it deal again, right? Then why not do why it? Not area, do it? Yeah. I mean, you, you have some more cap space this year. I think you can get more out of him uh, in a different offense. I don't blame him for what happened this year. I just don't. I, I don't think it was handled well. I think some of the information that's come out since the season ended um, you know, kind of shows that the Bears – just handled the situation very poorly Absolutely. from, you know, they tagged them, but then they didn't really show much interest in them and they wow. didn't want to get him involved in the offense. It was just a bizarre thing. So I would run it back with him for another year to see if, you know, he can go out there be motivated and then er- perhaps earn that, that money he's really looking for. Him.
3: I got to well, tell Michael you, Bell I got to tell you
0: that the chat is not agreeing with you.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm seeing
2: that. Ellen Robinson. No, Michael Bell also asked the question, but which Allen Robinson would we get? Would we get back? Um, I I honestly like that's a but why is why I'm I'm surprised that that
0: many Bears fans are like blaming him for what just happened with all the the evidence we have in front of us.
2: I think last season's like the outlier. Like that's Mm. not who Allen Robinson is as a player. You've seen what he's able to do with all the quarterback play before that. There was three different quarterbacks that played this past season, and Allen Robinson obviously didn't have good statistical numbers. And there was a lot of lot of um, fans like go to the effort that maybe was given on certain plays, but. Outside of last year, Allen Robinson was the Bears' offense. And I think people just forget about that. I, I really don't put 2021 against him as much as maybe some other people do. But I think if, if it's a one-year contract, again, he's got to prove himself, you know, again. So, I I, I don't know. The, the whole um, angst and just, I, I don't know if hatred's the right word towards Allen Robinson right now. I don't know if it's as justified as um, it should be.
0: Well, and here's the thing. So, would you yeah. rather... Will, would you rather have
1: uh, Allen Robinson or Will Fuller? (laughs) No, exactly, and that's the point that we're all making here. Like, This is a very slim free agency class for wide receivers. I would rather have uh, an Allen Robinson. Uh, I think if I was Ryan Poles, I would just have a frank conversation with them. like what happened last year, why did you get phased out, if you do come back can we put this behind us and can you get back to the Allen Robinson we saw in 2018, 2019. And if the answer is yes, and he has a good relationship with new wide receivers coach Tyke, let's go for it. Like it should be, you know, relatively cost effective compared to some of these other options. And when we pick this position, no matter where you look, just because everyone getting either signed or tagged, you're going to be overpaying for someone that doesn't have a talent level like an Allen Robinson at the end of the day. So I would definitely entertain it just depending on where his headspace is. And if he can, you know, get back to the player he was mentally because we all know he has the physical tools. So uh, if he doesn't hold the grudge of Nagy and him getting phased out against, you know, Ibra and Getsey and the new regime, which he shouldn't. Why not? Well, and, and, and let me be clear. Like, I'm not saying go
0: out and give him Keenan Allen money,
2: No, no. which,
0: yeah. you know, I think was in the ballpark of what the bears were willing to pay him a year ago. Actually. Um, I'm just saying if, if, and i think he's going to hit the market right what's the situation now if a team goes out there and pays him you know a ton gives him 3 4 years th- then i'm not i'm not making the argument to go match that or beat that to keep i'm just saying if there's a situation where he's not getting what he wants on the open market and he's still sitting there and you can kind of get him at a reasonable deal that makes sense i'm not giving up on him because and some of the comments that are rolling in are true. I like no, does he get the type of separation that you want from a a stud number 1, you know, go-to wide receiver? No. Um, you know, I honestly I think that, you know, he left some passes out there the last couple seasons that he should have caught, some tough catches that 50-50, you yep. that those 50-50 balls that you need him to catch. So, I'm not I'm not pretending none of that happened. I'm just saying at the right price in this market with some of these other options, I would still be willing to bring him back.
2: I was listening to the athletic football show on my way here this morning, and they said the perfect spot for Allen Robinson, Kansas City, Mm. giving giving Patrick Mahomes another weapon, now a different weapon too, in terms of like the speed with Tyreek Hill and Allen Robinson over there would be just even. I'd love to see
0: the look on Allen Robinson's face if he heard that (laughs) Matt Nagy's offense. That's right, Matt Nagy on the staff. (laughs) That sounds like the worst place for him to go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they didn't
2: (laughs) take that into account, but. When you have Patrick Mahomes, it makes things a little better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I kind of <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. You know, the guys <laughs> when I was at the Super Bowl, the guys from New England were, and when I said guys, like media guys from New England were asking me about, you know, hey, it seems like a good fit. They need a wide receiver, you know, go to Bill Belichick. I guess it's Bill Belichick's offense. Now it sounds hey, like he know, might be exactly. calling plays. That's like the new rumor. I um, that, yeah, I think that could be an interesting place for A. Rob though.
1: Wherever he goes, I think I, he has. <laughs> go ahead, Will. Oh, I was just going to say, at least in terms of like Chicago, like, it's crazy how much changes in one year. Because if you go back to March 2021, this whole chat would have been signed where's Allen Robinson's contract, yeah. sign A-Rob, yeah. re-sign A-Rob. And I know he had career lows across the board. But I just look back at the 2019, 2020 Allen Robinson, the average 100 catches, uh, 1,150 yards per season. And that's with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback and a system that was already kind of figured out in 2018 pretty early on. And he was able to really make some good production. And I still think he can fit in this offense. Again, we can always go back to Luke Getze being someone that can even motivate him more, bring more out of an Allen Robinson too. You know, having an off season to actually throw and catch with Justin Fields would be great. Yeah. Uh, I think all three of us here were pretty irritated uh, by the fact that Justin had zero reps with Allen Robinson in preseason training camp. So they did come in super rusty when Justin was anointed the starter. So there's a lot that went wrong for Allen Robinson last year not really all his fault so again like you said adam if the price is right why not at least entertain it uh from from this perspective
0: how do you guys feel about juju smith schuster
2: that was a name i saw on the list but i don't like he didn't make my list yeah he's not here uh will what what are your thoughts on juju
1: mixed bag Uh, obviously uh, it could be very similar i'm not intimate with the Steelers organization and, you know, their week to week kind of ins and outs. But I feel like it's a very similar situation to of Robinson where he had a good season at least, but then things kind of fell apart. And maybe he's not a true cut, you know, number one in an offense like in Pittsburgh that didn't have many other options outside of him, but being paired with a Darnell Mooney, perhaps he can get more and getting, you know, away from a Ben Roethlisberger to a more mobile quarterback that can buy more time and, you know, Ben used to be able to buy a lot of time in the pocket, not so much over the past couple of seasons as he's gotten older. Uh, but I can see it being a fresh of breath air that can, you know, rejuvenate his career. Uh, it, it would have to depend on
2: money. And maybe you do get a good bargain because uh, he isn't one of those top names right now. Yeah. Um, a guy that I did have on here, and I'm just going to throw it out there. See, so uh, probably get destroyed here in the chat. Uh, but what about like a Jameson Crowder slot receiver that the Bears don't have? Pretty reliable hands. It's dropped, what, four passes on over 150 targets and suggests like they had four different quarterbacks play last season at some yeah. point. It was so. on my short list, Nick. Yeah. Like, again, See just returnability short, too? Um, there is some returnability yeah. as well. But like, it's not obviously that's not a number one. Right. That's that's just a a supplemental piece in a wide receiver room. And when you don't have a slot receiver right now, could could Luke Getzey? Could the Bears Justin Fields get more out of a, a Jameson Crowder than what he's been doing there and with the Jets the past three seasons? And obviously, he had four years in, in Washington, but it's just a name that I want to throw out there because again, the Bears at this point they just they do need bodies. They just need people who you know are are capable of going out there and running routes. And maybe a Crowder would be a, you know a cheap deal that maybe the Bears can entertain.
1: And on top of that, too, Nick, I mean, I told you he's on my short list. You mentioned he would be highly productive from the slot. We heard in Indianapolis from, you know, Coach Floos, like all these receivers need to bring something different to the table. Mm -hmm. He compliments Mooney in that regard. And we had our, you know, the conversations uh, on the podcast previously about receivers in the draft that we like, some bigger bodied guys that can be that perimeter X receiver. So pairing a Crowder with a young, you know, early draft pick with a lot of
2: promise could be an interesting dynamic as well.
0: A lot of people in the comments seem to like the Crowder idea. I'm
2: glad I brought it up. Uh, I was like, ah, no, Jam- <laughs> I thought I was going to get destroyed in the chat for Jameson Crowder, but there's some. I guess there's uh, some love for Crowder. Uh,
0: I like this question from Rob Schwartz, too. Would you rather go with MVS or Alan Lazard Ooh. if they targeted a Green Bay wide receiver? Um, my answer is Devontae
2: Adams. <laughs> that, yeah, that was it on there. <laughs> Uh, both obviously Luke Getzey has familiarity with both of those guys. Um, do you want the speed with, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, or do you want a bigger bodied guy from went to Iowa state? So um, there's the bias again. From yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I think it's a preference. What are you looking for? Do you want the speed? And that's again, similar to what Justin Fields had at Ohio state with the two receivers he was throwing to. So Marquez Valdez-Scantling could fit that mold. But again, Matty Reflue said, or Ryan Poles actually said, there's different body types of, of wide receivers the bears don't necessarily have a lazard with uh, being a bigger catch radius that kind of guy
1: yeah i would kind of go with that same boat there adam and nick uh you know having lazard would be someone that uh, i think could be more of a you know go-to guy someone that can you know bully some of those smaller dbs as well and uh, i know we always talk about speed 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 at the receiver position we that was the theme all of last offseason and it didn't really work out so well. So there are other (laughs) intangibles, other skills, other than speed that we need to take to the equation here. I think, you know, I'm just a podcast host. I'm just kind of giving my perspective here. This would be a great question for Lou Getze. Like, I would just defer to him, like, if I was Ryan Poles and he had the option of bringing either one in, like, who do you want? And I wouldn't even ask why. I would just ask him, who do you want? And then go make it happen. I, it's hard
0: to evaluate those Green Bay wide receivers because, You know, I think on one side you could say, well, if they're sort of like borderline targets right now and they have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, like how good are they going to be if they go somewhere else? But at the same time, like that passing offense is so heavily tilted towards Devontae Adams that like I could see certainly their agents making an argument like, you know, they're held back there because Rodgers is always looking at – uh, Adams first, and I find that to be a compelling argument, too. So, I find those guys to be tough to evaluate. I like the Lazard idea, and I think, you know, he'd probably come at a pretty decent price, too.
2: Um, he always makes plays against the Bears, I feel like, too. What it was on the shovel pass in, in yeah. uh, Chicago, and then, you know, if, they're, if the pass isn't going to Devontae Adams, it's like, oh, there's, there's Alan Lazard. He exists, and he makes plays on the Bears in their defense. So, yeah, I mean that is a good point though, Adam. It's like so much is focused on Adams. Like, how good are really these guys, or does Aaron Rodgers kind of hide some of the deficiencies that they have?
0: We'll keep uh, we'll keep Will around here for our, our final segment of the show today, um, and uh, we got some super chats coming up. So get those in. We'll, we'll address some of the uh, questions coming in from our listeners and uh, viewers right now as we. Um have to get to some more from our friends at PointsBet.
2: Yeah, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
0: Yeah, that's such a great deal right now, especially when throwing in that free CHGO membership on points. But that's something you're going to want to have. Of course, we have all these podcasts and live shows every day on every team. The post game shows. It's been fun watching those guys on our Bulls team right now, killing it. Shout out to the Bulls for going into a losing streak because we launched here at CHGO. <laughs> That's not real cool, but they're handling it uh, like pros, and and honestly, because you know it makes the post game shows that much more fun. Absolutely. Um. So you want to be checking those out every time there is a game. Same with th- same thing with the Blackhawks uh, going on right now too. Those post game shows are going to be fun. I can't wait till we get to do those with the Bears. Oh, I know. Um. As well. So and then there's this premium written content you can get for the members. At allchgo.com. That's why the memberships are so important. So, part two right now of my conversation with Matt Eberflus is up for our members on allchgo.com, and you can check that out. Uh, the merch, the free shirt you get right now when you sign up for a membership. So, make sure you do that. Um, it's really such a great deal, and you're going to join the community. Uh, get in
2: now. Get in now. Get in now. Be or one of the Olin, OGs. Olin would say the drip. And I cannot wait until he comes back on Thursday. Does so Olin can, really say that? He said it. He said it. Now I'm not going to let him down. I mean, every time I'm going to see him, like, you got your drip on today there. That sh- doesn't
0: seem like something Olin would say. When <laughs> he said it. I was like,
2: and wow. What are as, as I think you are. What do I know? All right. We got some
0: super <laughs> chats here in our final segment of today's show. Um, and we go... Right now, it's a Mr. Myrtle, and this move by Green Bay has to make it more likely that Quinn gets traded right now because the Bears need picks and aren't winning this year. Okay, I was wondering what the connection was there. So basically, <laughs> you're just folding on 2022 because Aaron Rodgers is back. I can't uh, argue with that too much. Look, I—I I, regardless of what's going on in Green Bay, I think you know Ryan Poles needs to make a decision. You know, Can can you actually win? Uh, to me, it makes a lot of sense to trade either Khalil Mack or Robert Quinn. It, yes, I'm sure Matt Iberflues is dreaming about having a defense with both of those guys coming off the edge, but what are you realistically winning this season? Um, you got to get more draft capital. I don't know how much Quinn's getting you, though. I think Mack gets you more.
2: Yeah, I think Quinn is like, it's a very, I would say, I would think it's a very limited market just because of his age. Yes, he had a fantastic Fantastic season, one that I don't think any of us are really expecting. He also has on. a track
0: record of his career going like this, though. See? So, like, he has those spikes, and then what are the yeah. chances you're really – he's going fi- to – I mean, he sh- come on, he's he's not going to have 19 sacks again next year. It's just unrealistic to
2: think that way. You're, I think you'd be happy if he gets the double digits again. Absolutely, and that's why I think if you are willing to tr- – or, yeah, willing to trade one of the two, it's like I think Mac can still give you more. It, again, a healthy Cleo Mac is someone that can change games, and – other teams can see that and be like, well, can we get that? And what would be the draft compensation you would get for something like that? Because the Bears have five draft picks, are kind of in, in the top half right now in terms of draft um, or just capital, but they have a lot of guys they have to sign.
1: You guys want my thoughts on this? Is that what we're doing or are we looking for another super chat? No, no, jump in or on this. Then we'll get to the next one. Sounds good because you guys were looking at the screen and I just don't know if it's me or this. That, is. That's because we're looking at
0: you. We that's the only <laughs> way we can see you, Will. That's uh, I know yeah. we're all. And you and this you out. look great, by the way.
1: Thanks. You know, it's the polo. I, I didn't know it was hoodie day or bomber jacket day. We'll we'll all coordinate. Do we uh, have the same eventually. polo? Will? Huh? Is that the same polo we have? Yeah, it's our shared polo. <laughs> nice. and it's not the Chicago Audible polo because he didn't like those. <laughs> True. Uh, But no, with this one, you know, if we need to get draft capital, which the answer is yes, you know, between the two, like Nick, you said, you're going to get more out of a Khalil Mack than a Robert Quinn. For Quinn, I think you're lucky if you get like a six pack. And I would rather have Quinn in this roster than a six round pick. And you could find, you know, a little bit of a diamond in the rough there, but the chances of that aren't great. Uh, And I think uh, adding a six round pick for that just wouldn't make a lot of sense unless they. Restructure the deal as well, because you're probably looking at a you know decent amount of dead money, too, uh, via that trade. And I'm not a cap expert, Adam, uh, and I've always been clear about that on my podcast. So if I'm wrong, please correct me.
0: Yeah, I, no, I look, I, I think just what the game plan is here to end up getting more picks is, is very interesting to me, because I think there's a there's a number of different ways you can end up with at least another third or another second, but the way you just brought that up, Will, is perfect because, like, what's more valuable, to have Robert Quinn and maybe what's his last Mm -hmm. NFL year for all we know or a six-round pick? Like, in that situation, I'd probably say Robert Quinn still, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, Khalil Mack or a second-round pick, which is probably best-case scenario. Which one one of those would you rather have? Because let's remember, like, second-round pick is not a guarantee, Mm. but if you're telling me, you could end up with two two second round picks that can make a difference. What if one of those guys ends up being like David Bell from Purdue, a wide receiver who I just you know is just good. He just gets open and he makes plays, um, regardless of what his testing times are or anything like that. Like I, in that scenario, I, it's always like who are you turning that player into? And there's no guarantees as the Raiders learned yeah. with all the draft capital they got. Um, it didn't really turn in a whole much for them.
1: Exactly right, and if you're looking at you know two cracks in the second round this year plus an additional one in 2023, uh, again it's it would be hard stomaching letting a Khalil Mack go. I have his jersey you know right behind <laughs> yeah. me framed up, like big fan of Mack. Loved what he was able to provide Chicago, and you know if healthy and he's still here, I expect great things from him in this defense going back down to a four-three defensive end. But at the end of the day, if as Adam you mentioned, it really will depend on Ryan Pohl's assessment of this team. And their current capabilities and what he believes they can accomplish this year and he may not even know that until he gets his free agency class and we get a little bit closer to the draft that's when he'll have a better understanding of what kind of team he has to kind of work with and then from there making some of those more you know informed decisions and i know you talked about too you know finding ways to pick up an extra third would that mean you know trading back down from 39 because the bears traded up Last year, two pick thirty-nine, and they gave the Panthers, you know, pick number eighty-three uh, as well, and pick number fifty-two. So there are ways to get, you know, those additional picks and have a few extra swings at the bat, you know, in the top one hundred. Which I think, as all Bears fans, we would like to have, you know, as many chances as we can with that top talent here to hit as many home runs as possible.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: Uh... Again, like, and even
0: if it's moving back in the draft or, and that's maybe a good segue to here to something Perfect, yeah. we had on our rundown too, is just what's your gut feeling about what the Bears do at number 39? Do they make that pick? Do they trade up? Do they trade back? Um, I'll kick it off. I I feel like there's a good chance they trade back. Okay. I you know, I think we spent every year of the Ryan Pace era talking about that. Um, you know, it it happened what, maybe once in the second round, the Cody Whitehair year. Okay, yeah, yep. Right? Um but he never did it in the first round. He's always trading up. Trading Most times he's trading up. And I think if you can find a way to, you know, get another second round pick. That's probably not going to happen. Moving back in the second round, you're probably adding another third round pick or something like that. But I still think that that's a key. You, you
2: need to find a way to come out of this draft with more than five players. No, I mean, that's a good point there, Adam. I I, honestly, I think Ryan Poles makes that selection at 39 being his very first draft pick as a Chicago bears, general manager. And there's, I think there's going to be a quality group of guys that you can look at whether it's maybe a wide receiver, if they don't address it enough in free agency or, that offensive lineman that they desperately need, I think they I could see Ryan Poles making that pick. I was just messing around with like mock draft uh, simulators, which are not the best indication of who's going to be there because we don't know. But just to put this out there, and again, it could mean absolutely nothing. Uh, the draft network mock draft simulator. I had guys like Perrion Winfrey from Oklahoma. Would fit that three technique that the Bears are looking for. Um, you had... See this is how I know it wasn't gonna work. Ohio State wide receiver Chris Olave was there at number thirty-nine. Which, if that would be the case, you can already pencil it in. You're going up to the the podium and making that selection. North Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's I mean 4'3", guy. One uh, very I mean DJ Chark speed and, and kind of size there, but crisp route runner. Then there, then he then there's if if
0: if that's the scouting report, he's he's got to be gone by number thirty-nine.
2: I, I would don't you think? Yeah, I would think so. What about you, Will? I know you like uh, Watson.
1: Yeah, obviously, I'm a big fan of Watson. Uh, he's someone whose draft stock's rising so fast it does worry me that he may not be there uh, at 39. Um, but you mentioned trade back. Nikki you said you're making the pick there, so obviously they're trading up, and we're just gonna, it's going to be Ryan Pace 2.0. Now, if it was up to me. We're trading back, and again, I'm looking at last year's trade because the Bears did trade up to pick exactly 39 to get Tevin Jenkins. So if we flip it, the Bears would have this year instead uh, 52 uh, and 83 uh, as well. So they would have you know, two picks uh, in the top 100, keeping their third as well, which I think is, I don't have it in front of me, it's like, what, 79-ish, give or take? So you'd have like three picks in the top 85? So I would take that and have a chance to get three potential players that can contribute right away, you know, this season. Maybe you swap your fifth for a sixth to make that happen, and they have two picks in the fifth round right next to one another. You know, dropping one of those to a sixth at the end of the day just to have an additional
2: uh, third-round pick, I'd do it. You know, well, I don't think it's, like, crazy to think, hey, they're going to move up. I mean, Brett Veach is a guy, he's aggressive. When he finds something that he wants to go get, whether it's in free agency – or or the draft, it's like, we're going to make that trade. And Ryan Poles comes from that. And that aggressive mentality, again, are you willing to do that in your very first draft here, knowing that you have five picks, five picks right now to make, to try to cover up a lot of holes that are currently on this Bears roster? Maybe this isn't the year, but I don't know if it's like, if we hear, hey, Bears traded up, it wouldn't be the, the craziest thing to me. But I feel like, like I said, I think they make the pick at 39 and go from there. Well, we've been kind of trained for that to happen. Like, yeah. like that moment when you're watching
0: the draft coverage, and it's like you know, a little dun 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 sound comes on, and it's like the Bears are trading up. Comes across the bot, it's like, oh yeah, here, yep, here we go. Yep. This is right uh, this is what this is what happens. So, um, wouldn't completely shock me either. Uh, and the reality is, we don't know what Ryan Poles' tendencies are yet. Um, nope. And I will say this, you know, as much criticism at Ryan as Ryan Pace got for the, all, all the times he traded up. You know, I am a believer that I'd rather have the one superstar if that's who you end up with than, you know, a bunch of depth guys. Right. And, and you getting depth guys is very important, too. But if you trade up and you end up with that stud, then, you know, a future Hall of Famer type player. Well, then it's totally worth it. The problem is most of the times they trade it up. Um, you know, I think with the exception of maybe Justin Fields, we'll see how this thing plays mm-hmm. up. But a lot of times it was the guy they were trading up for just wasn't.
2: Wasn't who they thought it was going to be. Wasn't good right, yeah.
1: enough. Like Anthony Miller, right? Like didn't yeah, work Adam out. Yeah, Adam Shaheen. You know, all of those just it doesn't work out so well. Nick, I know we learned our lesson about Ryan Pace and trading up. Have you ever told Adam the story of David Montgomery and and that pick?
2: <laughs> Do you want to tell it? I I feel Let's like you should tell
1: it. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, we used to, you know, we do our show, live streams of all the draft picks. And, you know, we're sitting there, and it's a long time just waiting pretty much in the green room for anything to happen. And we sit there for the first round, second round, you know, all of them, just in case. And the Bears didn't have a pick until the third that year. And we're waiting and waiting. It's about, about a handful of picks before the Bears go. And Nick's like, there's no way that they're trading up. We're going to stay put. So I'm going to the bathroom. I've been waiting a while. All right, as soon as Nick leaves and goes to the bathroom, as you mentioned, the chime comes on yeah. The Bears straight up. And I'm texting Nick as he's in the bathroom, like you better get on the bear straight up. He's like, no flipping way. And he's you know hurrying his business to get back on the show. And <laughs> it was one of the most awkward transitions ever to kind of get in there mid swing. But we made it happen. We made it work.
2: Yeah, that was that was. So and real- I had David Montgomery in my mock draft. So I'm like, you got you got the guy. And I was uh, not there for it. So that was an interesting time.
0: That was another thing that happened the last few years was like, the guy the Bears ended up with was relatively obvious. Like, the, mm-hmm. somebody who was in all the mock drafts. Like, David Montgomery yep. was a guy we talked a lot about that year. Um, Roquan? Uh, yeah, Roquan Smith. That was a little bit easier because it was top 10. But, yeah. um And they had an obvious need there. But even, like, um, even
1: uh, I had uh, Cole Johnson, Komet. Cole Komet I, was, like, oh, yeah, Cole Komet,
0: uh, everyone yeah. probably did a mock draft with Cole Komet in it the year they, they took him. And even last year with Justin Fields, it was, like, how do you get in position to draft them? But if you were going to go at the quarterback, like that made a lot of sense, um, which is why and I think, Tevin Jenkins,
1: yeah, yeah Tevin, Tevin Jenkins. Jenkins. It
0: was Look. just more people mm-hmm. thinking first round with him than, yep. than anything else. Well, you also so. had
2: Jalen Johnson too. So I mean, they're, they're a piece of, like people are connecting dots of what the Bears were thinking. Hey guys, I want to oh. wrap
3: the show up real quick here with uh, the super chat from Rob Schwartz. Just to let you know, great work, guys. Love this Daily Bears podcast. Appreciate, appreciate it, Rob. Rob. Thank you. Rob.
0: We see you on Twitter too, man. Appreciate the support. Appreciate all support from everyone. I mean, just the interaction here awesome. and what is our third show, my my second show. Um, it's pretty special, and uh, we definitely appreciate it. Off to a great start. Let's keep the momentum going. I always I always say this, uh, you know, on the Hogan Johns podcast too. I mean, tell your friends. Like, if you're if you're enjoying this. The best thing you can do is like shoot a shoot a a text off to your friends right now, your Bears buddies that you, that you talk to, um, and, and tell them too, like, hey, you're a Bulls fan, you're a White Sox fan, Cubs, whatever. We got we got shows for for all of you here on CHGO, um, and we're just getting started. Look at this new stuff we got on the set today too. I mean, the Walter Payton figurine is that the word you would use to describe I, I think it? That's I, I feel right like that's doing use. disrespect yeah. to Walter Payton to, to call him a figurine, but that's a uh, it looks uh, awesome. Though. It looks sweet. So um, we got a great set here. We appreciate all the feedback, appreciate all the love early on. And another way you can support us too is going out and getting that CHGO membership. Go to all CHGO right now. Check out our friends at PointsBet, um, the code CHGO. If those letters haven't been drilled in your brain enough. They should be. Learn them because uh, it's. uh, we're we're taking this Bears coverage to the next level. Thank you so much. We'll be back. We'll appreciate you. All listeners, viewers, check out the podcast too. If you missed any of this, you jumped in midstream. It's all there on the podcast feed as well. You can listen to the whole thing and run it back. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.